0: Welcome to In Your Own Words Podcast. I'm your host Chris Thickpen, recording in Byron, Mississippi, bringing you firsthand success stories from the past to the present. My goal is to interview as many head football coaches, assistant coaches, teachers, administrators, current students, and others who impact high school sports in Mississippi. Grab a drink, sit back, listen, and enjoy the show. Welcome to another episode of In Your Own Words podcast. I'm Chris Thickpen. Today I have a very special guest joining me. He has coached in college on the JUCO level as an assistant basketball coach and a head basketball coach at Holmes Central Community College, Holmes County Community College. He has been a teacher and a coach at North Forest High School, Pedal High School, and now, uh, excuse me, yeah, now Pedal High School. He has a unique career path uh, because. He coached many years on the college level and came to the high school level and has taken two programs with not much success as far as basketball to new heights. So without further ado, I would like to introduce and welcome Pedal High School Head Boys basketball coach, Coach Todd Kimball. Coach, welcome and thanks for joining In Your Own Words.
1: Hey, thank you. I appreciate you having me. Uh, This is crazy times right now, but uh, basketball is
0: still going to happen this year. No doubt about it, coach, so coach, speaking of the crazy times uh, a lot of I know a lot of football coaches have been waiting on the June first start date. Um, what does your summer uh conditioning and training program look like with with all the that's going on with the guidelines and restrictions?
1: Well, we actually met with our guys today uh, It looks like that oh, in the past we've basically gone. Monday through Friday during the, during the month of June where we're either practicing or playing, uh, playing, playing teams from other schools. Um, but it looks like this year that's, that's not going to happen. Uh, so what we're going to do is, is we're going to go Monday, Wednesday, Friday uh, through June and July. So we're going to take it all the way to the start of the school year. Uh, a little different, but, uh, you know, with the young, young crew we got, I think this is going to actually be good for us.
0: Absolutely. And, Coach, um, with, with that being said, are, are you guys going to be limited to just maybe doing position drills or are you going to be able to do some two-on-two or, or three-on-two type drills? Well, right now,
1: uh, for the first two weeks, uh, we're pretty limited as to what we can do. Uh, so ours will look like this. We'll take two groups. Uh, we'll take one group in the weight room and one group in the gym. Uh, basically, we'll be doing footwork fundamentals. Uh, I'm not really concerned about a lot of conditioning right now. Uh, when we get to July, we might do a little bit more of that. Uh, but right now, just uh, if if I get the footwork stuff done, uh, and we get the weight room stuff done, we'll be where we need to be. Two weeks, so we got to do that for two weeks, and then and then according to what I'm hearing, uh, after that we'll be able to. Uh, have we, we actually won't have a ball in our hand until then, so two weeks from today, actually, uh, uh, hopefully, you know, we can we can have a basketball and and uh, and and do those things,
0: no doubt. So, coach, um, what maybe has your players uh, said to you and your staff about you know just b- being able to get back in the gym and start working out again? Uh, the the
1: messages that I'm getting from my guys as coach, I am ready. I am ready. I miss it. I'm, you know, and and, and these these guys don't understand. Uh, uh, they do now, but they didn't understand what they really had uh, when you had somebody that hey, when you walked in that gym, you knew this person cared about you. Uh, and this this guy's going wants me to be my best, and and they they took that for granted a little bit. So, you know, I've always been a guy that that I've always felt like that. Uh, high school athletics as a whole, I think we've done, I think we've overdone it a little bit. And I think this is actually a good thing. I I think it's going to end up being a good thing. Of course, you know, we don't want people getting sick, but, uh, but, but as far as athletically, I think these kids stepping away, not having any contact. I think it, I think that hunger builds back up. I know it has with my guys. Uh, I mean, they're excited. I think they understand what they've you know, you know, what they have and uh so I I think that the I think it's gonna be a huge a huge uh
0: positive for us. Okay. And coach, I I haven't heard a coach say that before, but I, I'm kinda thinking the same thing you are um as far as the kids having that burning desire to get back out there and start training and competing. Um, I think maybe in all sports you may see participation levels up uh, because it, it, it was taken away.
1: Right. I agree. I agree. Uh, and, and today what I did is we sent out a phone blast last week, and I basically said, hey, if you're 10th through 12th grade uh, upcoming and you're interested in playing basketball, we're meeting today. We met today. We talked about what it's going to look like, uh, you know, what the expectations are. And uh, you know, we'll we'll use that instead of having a tryout, then you know, we'll basically have the whole summer. Uh and so I'm letting everybody participate and compete right now, uh, which normally we wouldn't do that, but you know, it's given given a lot of kids that wouldn't necessarily have that experience, uh, to have that. Be a little bit more work on me, but hey, I'm if you're if if you're in this for yourself then you're in it for the wrong reason. And I mean I'm here for uh for these young men to to enjoy their high school career. Hey, and if basketball is a part of it, then, then that, that I want them to enjoy that too.
0: I agree with you on that coach. So coach, ideally, um, maybe once you get to the season, how many players would you like to have on your team from the varsity and maybe even the uh, junior varsity level?
1: Well, um, usually what we do is, is we're going to try to dress 15 guys varsity, uh, a lot of those guys don't get much playing time but they get that experience. Uh and then we usually have about five more guys that are just junior varsity. And we also have a ninth grade team. And if we've got a ninth grade guy that's that's talented enough that he can move up and uh to the and then we'll play in J V and ninth grade or or if he's good enough we'll play him J V and varsity. Uh, so that's kind of the that's kind of our numbers deal. So we end up with we end up with about twenty JV varsity guys and ten to fifteen ninth grade guys, so you end up you end up with quite a, quite a big number of guys, especially and and when and we're do, and we're dividing that between two coaches. So uh, again, it puts a little bit more work on me and and my my assistant coach, but uh, hey, that's that's why we're here and doing what we do.
0: Okay, and so, coach my next question I was going to ask you how many coaches uh did you have? I know is uh, coach Rice still working Coach Rice with
1: you? is not. Coach Rice is uh actually uh pursuing uh, uh some some other opportunities right now. Uh he's he's not with us right now. Uh we we it's not official but uh we've just offered uh a coach that has college coaching experience, head high school coaching experience uh uh, the position and he's accepted it. So, uh, since when we have board approval on that, that will be official. I'm not going to put that name out there right now until, so that till it's official. But, uh, I think we've got a great, great guy, uh, in that spot. Okay.
0: okay. Okay. So coach, um, I, like you said, I guess maybe between the two of you guys, you split up, uh, those, uh, maybe freshman games, varsity games, and junior varsity games, it, it could take a lot out of a coach during the season, wouldn't you say? Or or maybe talk about for the listeners that don't understand, maybe the grind some basketball coaches go through during well, the season.
1: Well, uh, you know, I, I, coach, I coach these young men just like I did when I was a head coach at Holmes Community College. So the, the amount of time that I put in preparing for practice, watching film, and – and my assistant coach, is, is he, he spends lots of time watching film. Uh, so we put a lot of time in before we ever step on the court. And then you talk about uh, court time. Uh, we, we got an hour and 45 minutes that we spend with our ninth grade team every day from the time school starts until the, their season's over with. Uh, and then we start uh, JV and Varsity. We, of course, practice those guys together. Uh, and that's, you know, we start and finish when we get finished. Uh, but usually, usually that's at least two hours every day. And then you get into the season part of it. Uh, you're going to play twice a week and you're going to have a ninth grade game during that week. So, uh, three nights out of the week, you know, it's, I'm 10 (laughs) o'clock. I'm averaging 10 o'clock getting to the house. And a lot of people don't understand that, uh, you know, our, our season lasts from, October 31st basically is when we'll play uh, a scrimmage game until the end of February, or, or hopefully into March. As a matter of fact, we right. in into March this year, so that's a long time to to have a have a group of guys focused and and working and and uh, coming in that gym and, and grinding every day, and that's t- that's tough on the coaches too. I mean, that's a long time to to try to be intense and. And as a coach, being intense and focused on what you're supposed to be doing also. So it's tough. I mean, you know, people don't understand basketball is, uh, It's a if you do it the right way, it's a lot of work.
0: Absolutely. Again, listeners, you're listening to In Your Own Words Podcast. I'm Chris Stickpin, and today my guest is Pedal High School Head Boys Basketball Coach, Coach Todd Kimball. Pedal High School is located in Pedal, Mississippi mississippi so coach um you i mentioned you were able to have success at schools uh that hadn't had much success in basketball Purvis was one of those schools not too far from pedal and pedal certainly uh maybe had had success um until maybe you got there recently w- what were some of the things maybe you did from a, a program or a coaching standpoint that helped you guys get over the hump
1: man i'll I and and you left some out, and I'll t- I'll fill you in on those. Uh, when, right out of college, I coached at Manchester Academy, and then I left there and went to Holmes Community College. From Holmes Community College, I went to I was at North Forest helping. I wasn't the head coach there. I was kind of at a in a quasi administrative kind of position, uh, and and then Purvis, and then and then Peddle. Uh, none of those schools, when I took those programs over were were had been successful in basketball and when i call successful i'm when i say successful i'm talking about you know competing for a championship successful um so i've never been in a program i've never walked into a basketball program and taken it over when it was at the top or when it was getting to the top i've always gone into to programs that were stagnant or not any good at all uh and and the thing that i attribute my my success is two things number one is is the young men that i've been able to coach have bought into what i was teaching and the second thing is is i've always preached that we're not going to win on talent we're going to win on hard work you know uh I, i've always believed if you work harder than a team that's more talented then you always got a chance and and everywhere I've been, that's kind of been the case. We understood going in, hey, we're not the top dog, you know, we're we we're, we're fighting and clawing for everything we get, and uh and once they start seeing that su- success from their hard work, you know, from their dedication, from their discipline, uh you know those programs got a little bit better, a little bit better, and uh and you know and we've we've put ourselves in, in some pretty good pos- positions uh, in all those all those schools.
0: No doubt about that, coach. And um so coach, what were and I'm sure you've answered this question before, but what were some of the things maybe that attracted you to pedal high school? Pedal maybe is known for uh, I guess football and not basketball, as I said before, but you left Purvis after, you know, reaching that point with them, uh, to, to go to pedal. Uh, great school district,
1: uh great academics and a and a huge challenge. Uh you know, if you, if you, and, and it kind of fit into the, it kind of fit into the, the places I've been and the things I've done. You know, I was like, hey, this is this is the same situation I I, I jumped into when I went to Manchester Academy, Holmes Community College, uh, uh, Purvis High School. Uh, it's the same thing, and you know, and having you know being able to have success at those places, I'm like, hey, this is another this is another another place maybe maybe I can go in there and uh, and build a program uh and, and down the road somebody can take that and continue to to build on what I've done and and it, I also say this it always goes back to the young men that I've coached it, you know I, as a coach I'm not I don't take success I don't I don't the, the the success that my teams have had is not all because of me it's because of the it's because of the young men that I've been able to coach. Uh, that's that's the thing, and I I think that I've been able to uh, get those guys to learn a little bit more about themselves and understand that uh, hey maybe I can do a little bit more than I ever thought I could. Uh, and 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 when they do that, man, their the, their their eyes light up. They see that they 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 believe in themselves and and they become fun guys to coach. And, and then, hey, I just kind of sit back and and I'll try to put them in the right spots.
0: Absolutely. So, Coach, let me ask you this. Uh, you know, you, you spent a number of years at Holmes uh, Community College. What was it like when you left there uh, going to North Forest and teaching again? So, just leaving coaching, because I believe maybe the first year, I can't remember, but maybe the first year you didn't coach, you just, you was just teaching? No, um actually
1: when I was at Holmes Community College, uh I was getting burnt out. Just just uh that was seventeen years that I'd been a head coach and uh I was just I was burnt out. The recruiting part of it, everything just uh it was I, I was spending you know, twenty four seven, three sixty five uh all basketball and I just needed to step back. So I started trying to get. I, t- I told the president, of Holmes, who's is Glenn Boyce, who's now the chancellor at Ole Miss. I told him. I went to him. Uh, you know, uh, actually, two years before I got out of coaching there, I said, "Dr. Boyce, I I I just I gotta I gotta get out. I need a break." And uh, so he said, why, "Why do you why do you want to break?" Well, the next year, this was after this was actually the end of my next to next to last year the next year we won to miss we had just won a mississippi junior college championship and that's when i told him i was ready to get get out for a little while and so he kind of like he flirted, flirted with the idea we won it the next year and i went to him again i said look I, it's just time and so the next year we we still were really good and, and uh and he said okay got a situ- position I think that you'd be good at so I got into workforce development I was completely out of coaching for two years um and it was a good time for me to kind of reflect and and kind of catch my breath and uh, kind of figure out what exactly I, I really wanted to do and you know once I thought about that I was like you know what the high school the high school deal is what I like I feel like I can have more impact on young men's lives uh not just not just have a guy for two years, get him ready to play at the next level, and then I lose him. And that's when I went to uh, uh, I was from Forest County School District. I was there for three years, and I was at three different schools while I was there. Uh, basically, I was just kind of like, "Hey, we need you here. We need you here, and now we need you here." And I was like, "Hey, whatever, you, wherever you need me, that's what I, that's what I'm going to do." So uh, that that was kind of the transition from 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 co- from college coaching. Being a college head coach to uh, to back in the high school uh, scene.
0: Okay, so coach, um, I guess since you you've lived that life and you've won on that level and you've been successful, you're you're okay with the balance, I guess you get from may, maybe having to teach and coach basketball at the high school level. It, look, I, you know, it, it, to me the whole thing's teaching,
1: uh, coaching is teaching. Uh, in the classrooms teaching, and if you – you know, I'm a true believer in this. Uh, If you're not a very good teacher in the classroom, you're probably not a very good coach. Uh, Now, you know, you might have some people that are saying – that are like, okay, I'm just going to get through the classroom stuff so I can go coach. Uh, But, you know, I I took that – I've always taken that part seriously too. Uh, You know, I was a math major, and I, I actually taught math everywhere I've ever been except for pedal. Now I'm a PE teacher uh but uh so yeah i've taken that i I took the classroom part just as serious as i did the coaching part i I think both of them go hand in hand and and uh, you know you can touch those young men those young people's lives just as just as well as you can touch a, a basketball player's life
0: no doubt about it so coach um let's go back a little bit when you were at homes, you were able to, I believe, work for your father. What, what maybe did you learn about basketball and life from uh, having a chance to work with him? I actually never coached under him, uh, uh,
1: but uh, as as a as a young man growing up, uh, you could pretty much say I was. I was a, you know, I I kind of give you my routine when I was in high school is. I left high school basketball practice. I got home. They were still practicing, so I immediately went to the gym and watched Holmes practice. Uh, and, of course, I had a basketball in my hand the whole time, shooting or doing, you know, whatever. Uh, and, and I left there and went to, went to the house, ate. Made, if I didn't have my homework done, I couldn't go to the, to the intramural gym, but I'd leave and go to the intramural gym as soon as I got that done. And I'd stay there till they closed the doors at nine thirty every night, so that was my routine growing up. Uh, but I never did get to coach under him. Uh, but I'll tell you this: my whole college, uh, my whole coaching career, uh, I've continued to bounce ideas off of him. And uh, you know, we share. He shares ideas with me. I share ideas with him. Uh, and he's been a great mentor. Uh, you know, uh, I was inducted in the Hall of Fame at Holmes Community College. Uh, several years back and one of the things they asked me said who's your hero who's the hero in your life and i think the answer they wanted was some professional basketball player and i said my dad uh, you know he's my he's the, he's my hero he's the guy if i if i can ever be the man he is you know i, I will be a successful person no matter what uh so he, his influence on me as a coach has been huge huge uh and and i've had other guys other people that have influenced me also but uh, he's had a great impact on on me as a coach, for, without a doubt.
0: And and that's a great that's a great uh, story, coach. And um, I, I knew he he was coaching at homes at at some point, and And um, and then after his time, you were able to take over and have success as well, um, coach. Let's let let me ask you about two players you had this past season. You I, I believe you were able to coach two dandy dozens and Trey Smith and Caleb McGill. What was that like? Uh, you know, being able to coach, uh, you know, talented guys at Pedal High School.
1: It was great. I mean, you, when you got two guys that are that that talented, uh, it makes it makes everything, it makes everything a lot easier as a coach. And and the great thing about this past year is, uh, a lot of times we had some guys on the court that, you know, that weren't you know, weren't weren't real talented basketball players. But having those two guys on the court, it, it, they made everybody else better, uh, and I think that is probably the biggest impact they had on our basketball team. Is we, there's so much focus on those guys, and we had other guys that could, you know, could make shots and uh, and finish plays, and you know they kind of got left alone a lot of times, uh, and so so yeah, it was it was huge. I mean, you, you have two guys, six five and six four, six four guard, and a six five. Power forward that can that can handle and pass. Uh, yeah, it makes everything easy. Uh, they were a joy to coach. Uh, the amount of work that they put in, the improvement that they made from the tenth from their tenth grade year to their senior year uh, was incredible. It's it was uh, yeah, pretty fun to watch watch them grow as as people and as players
0: okay so coach who are maybe some of the guys uh, that you're looking forward to watching them uh, take that next step on your team uh this upcoming season and maybe in the uh the future
1: well we, we've we've got a young team uh we basically returned two starters uh our point guard jamar Jenkins uh, started out the year uh struggled struggled a lot early um, you know and and i <laughs> I told him, I said, look, I'm gonna ride you as hard as I pos- as hard as as hard as you can handle, all year long. And by the end of the year, ended up being a great point guard, really shot the ball well for us from the perimeter. Probably as uh, for a tenth grader, he shot 43 percent from three point line, which is, wow. which is incredible. Uh, and he's one of them guys, one of those guys that hey everybody forgot about him, worried about them, those other guys, and uh, you know he, he he made some people. Made some people pay a lot of times, and then we uh, return uh, power forward uh, Omerian Carson. he he's a senior. Um, had a had uh, scored twenty eight against Brandon early in the year. Uh, he was a, had an up and down year, but he's got a lot of talent. So those are two guys that 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 had a lot of lot of playing time for us. And then the rest of the guys we got were tenth graders that played played a lot of minutes. Um, so we're going to have a young team, a lot of, a lot of inexperience, but I like the talent level that they have. I like the skill level that they have. It's a lot. It'll be a lot different team than we've, than we've had in the past. Uh, we've, we've been big and, and, and we weren't very guard heavy this year. We're going to be small and very guard heavy, which, which I be honest with you. It's, it's, uh, it's fun to coach teams like that. So, uh, a lot of learning to do. Uh, we'll, I'm sure we'll have some growing pains, but you know, this class when they get to this tenth, this junior class coming up, uh, when they get to be seniors, should should be a pretty good
0: basketball team. No doubt about it. So, coach, um, you know, you you had two dandy dozens on your team this past season, uh, but what what would you say maybe about your district uh is uh, who are some of maybe the talented teams or the tough teams you have to face uh, on a year and year basis oh well you got meridian uh, you got gotta gotta say meridian uh
1: and just meridians athletic and and in depth their athleticism and depth is the, that's gonna put them in a, in the in the hunt every year uh you know why I, I would give you know I've told everybody give me give me meridians second five <laughs> Just <laughs> let me have their second five you know uh, you know we don't at pedal we, we don't have that you know I play seven or eight guys uh, you know, consistently we played a few more this year but when it really got down to the end you know I think the last game of the year we played I think we played eight eight players eight players in the last game most time we played nine. Uh, but, uh, last game, last game of the year we played eight guys, you know, I, uh, we were playing Meridian this year in a, in a district tournament and, uh, I was watching film. So I said, Hey, we're going to do this. I just, I've, I've seen, I I, I think we got a, I think we got a better chance to, I had a kid that was not on my scouting report. I watched, uh, I think I had eight, eight games that they played where, that not not that we played, not not games that we played them, eight games that they played. And this young man was not on my scouting report, and I don't think he had scored a basket in any game that I watched. If he had, if he did, it was late in the game, which I didn't even write it down. This kid hit five threes in the first quarter. Wow. You know, wow. I, I told, you know, I tell, I said, I don't have players like that walking the halls at federal. At, at we, we don't have that. Uh, oh, wow. But uh, Meridian's always good, and and just you know, it's a they got players, they got players, they got athletes, and when you got that, you got a chance. Uh, Oak Grove is going to be uh, really good this coming year. Uh, they've got some, they've got uh, two guys will be seniors uh, that both of them are college basketball players. Uh, they'll be really tough. They'll have they'll they'll, they'll have. Uh, Talent wise, they probably got the best team in the district. Uh, but then again, like I said, Meridian—you never know. You never know with those guys. They—they've they, always got—they got somebody you don't know about that's going to be a player. Uh, wow. And then George County's other team in our district. George County struggled last year. The year before that, they—they they had a—they had a pretty good team. Uh, uh, but six A basketball, you have no idea what's coming. So. Uh, and, and Coach Renfro there does a really good job. So our district's tough. You better come ready to play every night or you'll get your brains beat out.
0: Absolutely. Again, listeners, you're listening to In Your Own Words podcast. I'm Chris Penn, and today my guest is pedal high school head boys basketball coach, Coach Todd Kimball. Uh, Coach Kemble, what's you you know, you mentioned watching film and, and scouting teams. What what is kind of your process when let's say you face a meridian that has a lot of uh, athletic, uh, talented guys in basketball? Do do you try to limit possessions? Do you try to slow the game down? What what is maybe your approach to uh, you know facing a team like that?
1: Uh, you know, it depends. Uh, you know, that let's just use a meridian as an example. Uh they do a lot of different stuff. So uh, whatever they do defensively, I'm trying to, I'm going to try to make that hurt them when we have the basketball, uh, you know, if they're trying to run some kind of half court trap or a uh, three quarter court trap or whatever they're doing, you know, I'm going to try to come up with something that's going to hurt them with what they're doing, you know, because every coach comes in a game with a game plan. And I always say uh, plan a is usually pretty good. Plan B, not so much. If you got to go to Plan C, you pro- you're probably going to beat that team, uh, you know. And uh, so my 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 goal is is everything that they do on the defensive side of the basketball, you know. I want to make them try to get to Plan B or C, you know. If I can take away Plan A, then uh, hey, I, I've got a chance. Uh, even if that team's more talented than, than I am, which Meridian, in my opinion, has been uh, <laughs> every every time I've been at every year I've been at Pedal. Uh, and then on the on the on the defensive end of the court, you know, I want to take away what they what they try to do uh, offensively. What what are what are their strengths? What what are they trying to get? You know, are they a set play team? If they're a set play team, then most teams are going to run max five sets that they do well. You know, you're going to see that on film. They're going to continue to run the same stuff. You know, and I'm going to teach my guys exact, I'm going to teach my guys their offense. Uh, and then when they see those sets, then, you know, we're going to know how to defend them. Sometimes it doesn't matter. If you don't have the players to do it, uh, they can run them, and you know it's coming, <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. and, and and it doesn't do any good. But, but that's kind of my philosophy as to how I pro- approach each game, and it doesn't matter who I'm playing. I'm going to approach every team exactly the same. I don't want my guys to get up because they're playing Meridian uh, or get up because they're playing – this other team or get down because they're playing somebody else. You know, I want to, I'm going to try to coach, you know, if I, if I try to coach them different uh, when they're playing team A and then I try to say, Oh, we we're, Hey, I'm in it now because we're playing team B. Then as a coach, I'm not doing them. I'm not, I'm, I'm doing them an injustice. So I try to coach it the same way every time we step on the court.
0: And and that's understood coach. Um what, would you say maybe it, it starts on defense or you are an offensive coach uh, talk about this i'm a
1: 100% defensive first uh you know uh <laughs> i had a had a old coach uh larry Therrell. he was a girls coach at home for a little while he's passed away now uh but uh he used to say coach i don't care how good a defense you play if you if you don't if you if you don't score you you can't win
0: uh, <laughs> but uh
1: you know i I th- I think the toughness and the discipline uh, I think that part comes from the defensive side of the basketball. If you can teach those guys how to play hard, uh, how to defund- be fundamental on the defensive side of the court, uh, uh, side of the ball, uh, the offensive part's easy. You know, if we're if we're if we're really good defensively in practice, then when we're working on our half court offense. And that's going to make our half court offense better. Uh, so I, I, I think I, I think I would lean I'm more of a defensive minded coach, uh, but with the team that we got coming this year, and we're going to be we're going to be pretty more we're going to be more offensive than we were. Even with, you know, guys like Caleb McGill and Trey Smith, uh, we're smaller. We're 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 not we're more athletic, but we're not as big. So you know you can kind of take it take that for what it's worth. Uh, but the, you know, but I, and I'm going to change as a coach offensively and defensively according to what I have, you know, I'm not ever going to, I'm not ever going to say, Hey man, this is my defense. This is what we, this is what we win with, or this is what we lose with. Uh, I've never been like that and never will be like that. Uh, I'll give you a great example. Uh, I was coaching at Holmes, uh, in 2002, we won a Mississippi junior college championship and. We ran almost nothing but motion offense. We probably ran about four or five sets. The next year I had a brand new team. Uh, we were almost almost hundred percent sets uh, and, and, and we were what I call an ABC offense. pass here, screen there, pass here, screen there, pass here, screen there. Uh, so it was really structured with that team with the team before the team the year before uh we were we were a motion offense where i had a bunch of guys that could that could play a lot of different positions inside guys that could step out and shoot it put it on the floor or they could post you up so it was a real real uh, uh almost a it was a five out a five out motion but we always had a post uh matter of fact i actually made that motion offense up and i couldn't tell you how i ran it now i had to go
0: back and watch free <laughs> So, Coach, let me ask you this: uh, You know, you talk about that time where you went from one completely different offense to the next. What, I guess, what allowed you to to do that, or why did you decide to completely change that system of play you had that won that uh, championship? Well, it was
1: just the players I had. Uh, you know, the, what what I did in, in two thousand two uh, didn't fit the guys that I recruited for two two thousand three. Uh, 2002, like I said, we had all my post guys and I don't, I, I actually didn't have a post guy. Uh, they were all, they were what I call three fours. Uh, they were power forwards in high school that I turned into small forwards. Um, so, and, and, and they could all put it on the floor, shoot it. Uh, the next year we had two guys that were, one of them was six seven two sixty, 260 and the other one was, other one was six, uh sandrell span from jackson was was that guy who's uh matter of fact i think Sandrell's still pay, playing uh, uh professional ball in mexico he's about to get old now i'll I tell you <laughs> <laughs> but uh but the the we just didn't brian cronin the head coach at uh who was who a was head could just resign at uh, st andrews he was my point guard on that team so we just didn't have the the slashing athletic, athletic guards or, 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 you know, those six, five uh, swing men, we didn't have that kind of team. We had guys that could shoot it. We had guys that could post up, Uh, you know, we weren't really going to beat people to the basket. That wasn't our game. So I just had to change it because that's what I had. Um, You know, when I, and and I never recruited like that in junior college, I never recruited, Hey, this is the way out. This is what I'm going to run. And I'm gonna go recruit these. I recruited the best players I could get, and then I changed my offense according to what I had.
0: Okay, okay, and that and I understand that I was that was gonna I was gonna ask you that question. Well, did you try to go after certain players to fit your system of play? No, I I never did. I
1: I recruited the best guys I could get, the best basketball players I could get, and whatever whatever I ended up with. I tell you what, I I try. I always made sure I had a good point guard. I always okay. made sure that I had a that three four guy, a guy that could step out and shoot it, that could post up. Uh, Jeremy Cable was actually on that team, uh, who was a Jackson guy. Uh, he was that guy. He was a guy that could post or he could step out, shoot it, and put it on the floor. And I and I always tried to sign a shooter. And, and then and then the re- okay. and then we tried to sign the best we could get, uh, other than that, whatever the best players w- that were available that we could sign. You know, those are the guys we went after. Uh, and, and uh, you know, one year it ends up being a uh, real skilled, size, guard-oriented kind of team. Next year we got two animals in the post.
0: Okay, okay. So, Coach, when you were there, um, what were some of the – did you recruit the local area or was Jackson a place you got a lot of players? Talk about maybe – uh, where you signed some of your uh, better players. So are. when
1: my 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 last years at Holmes, so I was there before the old protected list. I was there before that, where you had a you had your district. You just recruited in district, uh, and then you had three out of state. Uh, you could sign three out of state guys. So at the end of my career at Holmes was when they had the protected list. So you protected five guys that were district guys. You could say, okay, those are. Those are guys that i I got to have on my team, but but then you could go, you know, you could go out of the district. And when I did that, every, every guy out of the district I signed was from Jackson, every one of them. Uh, I don't think I ever signed, and I signed, you know, if I started trying to name names right now, I'd, I'd forget somebody, but I signed some good ones.
0: And so was Jackson just a place? It was. It had a lot of basketball players. It was close, and you, you felt like you could get players. Yeah, I from did. There. I mean,
1: I, you know a lot of the guys. I, the way the way that I coach is is I want to take a guy that's a little rough around the edges that somebody might look over that I can kind of I, I kind of saw the diamond in the rough with a lot of guys. And nobody nobody was recruit them. Nobody nobody was going after them. And those and I won with those guys. You know, they came in. They were hungry. Uh, they, they, you know, they had they had some flaws here or there. But I was like, hey, I can fix that. And they got everything else. But I think a lot of the times, a lot of times, because of those those little flaws that other people saw, I wasn't looking for a polished player. I was looking for a guy that was a dog that gonna get out there and work hard, and hungry, and wants to learn. And uh, and and you
0: know, I I, I had a lot of success with those kind of players. No doubt about it, Coach. So, Coach, do you think basketball has changed? Maybe I know uh, now we're in a, I guess, in high school and in in the professional game, uh, you see a lot of the, the three point shot is taken off, of maybe a little bit more than it has in the past. Is that something uh, you deal with on the high school level, or even talk about with your players? Yeah,
1: I do, and I and I, you know, uh, a lot of people might disagree with me about what I'm about to say, but. Uh, it's a hundred percent what I believe, and that is that these guys are watching professional basketball. And I tell them, I said, "That's fake. That's, that's fake. That's not. That is absolutely not real basketball." I said, "You can't. You can't play defense. Uh, the game's set up so you got guys that are scoring fifty points a game, and it ends up being a uh, we're going we're going basically put." put the other team in a position defensively where they can't guard and I'm going to let my best player do his thing. And, and that, that is so far away from the way the game is supposed to be played. It bothers me because they watch that and they think, you know, I'm watching, seeing guys out in the gym come in there and they're trying to do the, uh, uh, the, the sidestep, which is, which is actually a travel.
0: Uh, (laughs) yeah yeah, it's actually
1: actually a travel it's a violation and uh and and you know they think that that's cool uh and you know in in basketball the way it's supposed to be played uh you're supposed to be able to screen you're supposed to be able to uh, to cut read what the defense is doing and when you watch that on tv that they take all that away it's it's uh it's me against you and And so I don't like that. I don't like it, especially from a high school coach's standpoint, uh, because I think they see some things and they get an idea that that's the way it really is and that's really not the way it is. Uh, Not taking anything away from the professional game. That's what it is. They're doing it to make money. They're putting people in the stands. Uh, But as far as, you know, if you really want to get, if you want to see pure basketball, go watch a mid-major girls team play. That that that's that's what it's really that's really how it's supposed to be done, or you watch a high school basketball team, you know, uh, where people are running. You're running lots of different sets. You're, you know, the ball's moving. Uh, you know, I I just don't like the way the game's gotten. I just I don't it it uh. Well, the college game even right now, you you take a lot of guys. Uh, you don't they don't have a a lot of guys that, that used to be able to to play college basketball can't play anymore. They're not athletic enough. Uh, if you can't create, you can't create your own shot now. Uh you, you, hey, you 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 get lost in the shuffle quick, you know? And I I like the idea right. that you know, I had a kid on my team this past year. I'll call his name Mitchell Geist. And, and 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 I'll say it. I told him every day in practice, I said, "You can't jump over a sheet of paper, but you make me put in put you in there every time every game." You know? <laughs> <laughs> because because he did everything exactly like i wanted him to do he blocked out every time the ball was shot he crashed the boards every time the ball was shot on the when we're when we're on the offensive end you know he knew how to run run every offense we we had from three different positions he knew what he could do and knew what he couldn't do he didn't turn the basketball over and and knew exactly how far he needed to be off a guy to be able to stay in front of him defensively you know, he just and, – and guys like that, can't. you know, the game is about to get to where guys like that can't play if you're not in a system that allows that.
0: That's right, Coach. Um, I guess, you know, I coach football, but I watch basketball too. Um, you see, I guess, maybe a whole lot more isolation. Um, uh, is that something that you, you like to see within your offense or is there a time where you, you let guys go one-on-one <laughs> To to get a bucket or or, or well, how do you coach I, that part?
1: This the year this year coming up we will do a lot more of that than we've done in the past. Uh, the way I like the way I like to play the game is I want the ball to touch as many people as it possibly can, and I want the defense to have to work because most of the time defense teams, uh, you, you pass that son of a gun five times, uh, somebody's wide open. Uh, Now, a lot of times that by playing like that, it it took away some opportunities for guys like Trey Smith. Um, But as far as the team standpoint goes, I had to play like that because the other three players on the court were not going to be. uh, They might as well not be out there, if that makes sense. So it made those guys effective. It made it made it makes you have to guard everybody. I got uh, the team that we will have next year. Uh, will play a lot more. Uh, we'll play a lot a lot faster pace. Uh, a lot more dribble drive. Uh, but it's going to be within an offense. Uh, I, I think you got to have structure. You got to have discipline. And you can do all those things. Isolations. And you know, other thing about isolations. Is, hey, I'm not just clearing the basket. I'm not clearing it out for you to go shoot it. I'm clearing it out for you to go create offense. Somebody, you either you're either going to beat your guy and score, or somebody's going to help, and then you got to make the pass. Do you know where that pass is going? got to got to go. Now, if you if you know where that pass has got to go, now now we're running an offense and not just playing one on one. And so that's kind of my, how my isolation stuff goes.
0: Okay. So, Coach, do, do you allow – I know you, you spoke about your summer schedule uh, and maybe kids are not going to get a chance this summer. Um, what's your approach, uh, you know, to your players playing AAU?
1: If they are – if they have a basketball
0: in their hand, I'm, I'm happy with it.
1: Um, I, I've never had a problem with AAU. Only thing – only thing about AU, it, it it gets uh, it it's it's kind of gotten a little watered down, and I don't mean watered down talent wise. I mean watered down about exactly what you do, uh, offensively or defensively. You know, it's uh, it's it's not hard nosed basketball. And, and and I'll give you a great example. You go to a AU tournament. You might play two games one day and two the next day. Man, if you're playing, if you're playing full blown hard, hard nosed basketball on both ends of court, you can't. There's no way you can do that. Uh, So, you know, I I think it's fun for the guys. It's loose. It's relaxed. I'm good with that, Uh, but I want them to play every time they get a chance. Like, Like I said, if you got a basketball in your hand, you're not getting worse.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So, coach, maybe what what is the message maybe you would have for your uh, your athletes, your players, maybe uh, the, the people in your community and uh, people that go to uh, as far as our basketball program goes?
1: Uh, you know, we've built it. Uh, you know, we w- what what we've had the last three years is is never been done at pedal. We made it to the lead eight this past year. That's never been done in the history of the school. Uh, so, you know, we got something going. We, we want two things. I want my guys to have fun playing. I want them to shoot for the stars. I want their goals to be high. And I want to, I want to put a product on the floor that the community is, uh, is, is, is enjoys coming to watch. I want I want them to see disciplined guys that are playing hard, uh, that are playing together, uh, and, and people enjoy that, you know. I think a lot of times you, you, I watch some teams play, and and people that don't know a lot about basketball lose interest in it because all they're seeing is guys running up and down the court. You know, I, I think I think I think you hurt the game a little bit uh, when teams play like that. You know, somebody doesn't know. I, I've run into a lot of people. I don't know anything about basketball. All I see is they just dribble up and down the court, and somebody shoots it real fast. And I say, well, a lot of people play like a lot of teams play like that. Uh, but you know you're not going to see that at pedal. Uh, if if we do it, it's, it's if we do it, it's, it's in a system of some kind, um, and that makes those guys that get a chance to go play at the next level that prepares them for that. I can I can tell you this: the guys that I've coached that go somewhere else to play, I've I, I've had I can't tell you how many coaches I've had that said, Coach, he knows everything that we're doing already. He knows he knows how to do every drill we do. Everything we do defensively, he already knows. I said that's the way I coach. I mean, that's the way I've been there. I, I know what it takes. So I want them to. I want those guys to be successful uh, when they get to that level, and and that's the reason I coach the way I do.
0: Well, very well said, Coach. Um, again, uh, listeners, you listen to In Your Own Words podcast, and my guest today was. Petal High School Head Boys Basketball Coach, Coach Todd Kimball. Coach, I appreciate it. Um, I, I knew you had a very good story that um, I was interested in, in um, with, with your career path, going from college to high school and building programs at high schools that hadn't had a lot of success. And um, I, I knew you were very passionate about basketball and, as you said, teaching the game and, and coaching the players hard. So, um, I, I wish you and your program nothing but the very best going forward. Uh, I, I know you guys are going to maybe be ready for whenever the season happens for you guys. And, um, you know, Man, I, I, I appreciate I, hey, you coming I appreciate on.
1: You, I appreciate you having me. It, it's fun to think back and, uh, and, and kind of go back through my career as a coach. Uh, but, hey, I'm going to say it again. Man, it's all about the kids. It's all about the kids that I coach. And, and when it quits being about them, I, I won't be coaching anymore. But, uh, I, I, again, I appreciate you having me. It's been an absolute honor to, to talk with you, and uh, I hope you got some good stuff out of all this. Hey, yes, thank sir. you.
0: Take care, Coach. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe, whether you listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, or any of the podcast platforms. In your own words, it's just that for my guests, whether it's their stories or opinions on high school sports in Mississippi. From all of us to all of you, good day and God bless.